We knew this day was coming. None of us wanted it, but it's finally here. Welcome to this bonus edition of What the Riff in tribute to one of the defining artists of our time, Eddie Van Halen, who died Tuesday, October 6th, 2020 at the age of 65. We're going to take a few moments to play some of our favorite tracks, and we hope you enjoy this reflection on one of the greatest artists of all time. I'm Rob. I'm Brian. I'm Bruce. And I'm Wayne. Welcome to What the Riff. And that guitar is so unique. Everybody knows who it is and where it's playing. Oh, it's iconic. I can still, I know I've shared this with you guys before, but I got to share it again because just, I got chills. In 1977, that was a huge mo- a year in my life because we just moved from Lake Charles, Louisiana to Baton Rouge, and I didn't know anybody. So I just got to get, get, you know, started to get to know some of the kids in the neighborhood, and a young lady up across the street, Angela Dill, if you're listening, God bless you, said, you ever start, we got started with the topic of music, she said, you ever hear the band Van Halen? I said, no. She goes, come check this out. And this is what she put on for the first time, and I'm sure I looked like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> you didn't know what hit you. No, I didn't. And I, and ever since I've been just a, like all four of us, I've just been the biggest fan. Well, what's amazing with it is Van. Oh, I love this part. Yeah, that, that the finger that tapping. Tap, yeah, that tapping. Yeah. What I like about hearing about him is when he was playing this live at the time before the albums came out, he would turn his back to the audience so he no one can see how he played this. Oh, really? So he did not want anybody else to copy what he was doing. Huh. So he was basically using the strumming hand as finger picking on the upper part of the uh, guitar and getting that that multiple sound that just machine guns through. Yeah. That will that uh, to your point Rob in the intro. That 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 solo will has defined this generation yeah. of rock and roll. Oh, absolutely. So, Wayne, you picked that one, didn't I you? picked Eruption, yeah. That was Excellent just, choice. Was one of those things. You gotta that, like uh, that. And we're going to move on to Bruce's. Yeah, uh, I picked this one. one. I figured somebody had to pick something from the Sammy Hagar era. Oh, yes. <laughs> and this is, uh, this is a tune off of OU812. It's called Source of Infection. Uh, and it just, I picked this one because it's, it's a little bit of a, a deeper cut, but it's back to the driving. Um, the driving guitars, the, the you know, heavy rocking uh, sound. Yeah. And the thing about this, it, and I was about to say about Van Halen, at the time you had you know, these guitar virtuosos in the heavy metal field. But what, what Van Halen did is they kind of put the California sunny disposition on what, yeah. was, what was really a, a very dark venue at the time. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, when they came out, they were called heavy metal. But really, I kind of considered them a very hard rock group because, yeah. you know, they weren't really heavy metal. It wasn't, you know, s- just screaming at you. No. But they were, it was m- music. It was like the Beach Boys. It was California Girls is what they yeah. were singing about, you know, but they were doing it with a, a hard rock edge. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't recall, I mean, talking about heavy metal, part of the, the image, if you recall, was a lot of... Black leather and yeah. you know, all that, yeah, and the spiked heels and kind of the kiss thing. I never saw that on the Van Halen guys. No, no. It was well, all. David did have leather. <laughs> well, yeah, and he had spandex and all that <laughs> stuff. I, I I love how the Van Halen brothers play together. I mean, you just yeah. you just hear the drum is. I mean, it's just it's crazy listening to those two. How tight they are. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the thing there is Alex is actually kind of underrated in the thing. If you listen, the the the, the percussion is, is pretty fantastic on this. But Eddie was the center of the band, you know, always. That's what you were listening for. Uh, there's not going to be another Van Halen. I, I'm no. sorry. You can't, you, you can't replace that. Now, interesting you picked uh, Sammy Hagar. You know, he wasn't the first person asked to replace David Lee Ross. Oh, yeah? You know who it was? Patty Smythe of Scandal, you know, I Am a Warrior. Uh-huh. You know, she's hmm. married to John McEnroe, and she was asked by Eddie Van Halen specifically. He says, it, when, when David Lee Roth left, goes, hey, can you come and sing for us? Well, she's a New York gal, and they're in California, and she just goes, man, I, I just cannot relate to that type of atmosphere. I don't want to be <laughs> there. I want to be in New York. So. That would have been really interesting, wouldn't it, to have yeah. Uh, female lead, but Eddie Van Halen did play in a several Scandal concerts. Just you know, just coming oh, off cool. the cuff. Yeah, so that was that was interesting. One one little tidbit about this song I thought was interesting. Uh, the inspiration for it was Eddie Van Halen was hospitalized with dengue fever during vacation in Australia in April 1988 while he was celebrating his seventh wedding anniversary with Valerie Bertinelli. So, wow. There was an infection. There was an infection. And love might have been the source of infection. Who knows? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll still say that, you know, to me, I could I swap out David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, and I'm completely content. They're different, but I, I like them both. There's some people that are just die die hard. They give me David Lee Roth or give me nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't go that far, but I am a purist, as, I, as you all know. And so I enjoyed it, but I never bought... Um, any Sammy Hagar Van Halen albums. I never did. My brother bought OU, uh, the first 5150, and I listened to that. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. But How many people have 5150 as the code to unlock their phone, I wonder? <laughs> <laughs> if not, they'll change it now. Or, o, or OU812. Yeah. yeah. This, this is the song I picked, guys. I mean, this is from their 1984 album. Of course, we all know they had four huge hits. Yeah. You know, he had 19, well, you had, of course, Jump. A jump, and you had Panama, you had Hopper. I'll Wait, and then Hopper Hopper Teacher. This one is the, the a deep cut, but for me, this is my favorite song off of that album. And we're talking about the jam, just... Yeah, yeah it starts to it build and, and build. It just, I mean, listen to the guitar and the, and the percussion that Alex contributed. Just, I mean, I got I to I get a bad case of the chills here under my sweatshirt, but here we go. Uh, that's it for me. That's, that's 1984 for I me. I saw this concert, and it was amazing. Uh, I was a senior in high school, and it was just yeah. unbelievable. I saw this one in, uh, honestly, and I've shared it with, I think, you guys. I saw this one in that summer of 84, and I knew somebody at the door. Tickets had sold out in Baton Rouge in less than an hour. Oh, uh, no doubt. That quick. And I, went, I, I, I knew somebody at the door. She let me in. And I left about 30 minutes later. I was so disappointed because hmm. Roth was drunk out of his mind. They weren't they weren't sharp at all. So I just said, you know what? Thankfully, I didn't pay any money for this. But they made up for it in 2007 when I saw him again. So, <laughs> well, being a little older than you guys, I was in high school during the disco age, and 
you mentioned 78 is when they came out with this out one of the first album 77 77 but 78 is really when that whole time is is when it became a a soundtrack to my my time in high school and the reason why is there was not many rock groups during that late right. you know everybody was they call it bubblegum rock you know your sticks your super tramps your your REOs. there were there were not these explosive hard rock stuff and this is one of the few groups that actually came on that i mean i distinctly remember uh, we talked about it before a sophomore skip day we skipped we skipped school uh, we went to chris whitehead's house and he had a pool and it was late april and uh, i just remember playing the first side of van halen one and just it just just it was wonderful yeah just having that fun time just you know we, we had a few illegal beers for, oh, for, well. for us at 16 years old, <laughs> but hey, at that time, who didn't? Yeah, but I have never seen anybody's hands and fingers move like his. Oh, yeah. I, I, and how he did it with such ease and, and just enjoyment. It's just there's, inspiring. There's a video on YouTube from uh, 2015, and he's playing some guitar solos. And it's probably about 15 minutes long. He just keeps picking up. He goes from one to another to another to another. And he still has that dexterity and that power mm-hmm. in how he plays. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was crazy. Yeah. I saw a posted video of an MTV interview from uh, 1986. And they basically re- went to a studio. And this was at the time when he started just started putting things on computer. And he showed this wall. And it was just nothing but guitar licks and everything of, of tapes. And he goes, yeah, we went through all these, we put them on computer, and then we lost the, lost the thing, so now I have to go back over them again. He goes, well, why don't you put them out? He goes, well, I don't know which ones I like now, you know, so. Yeah. But, I mean, hopefully they're out there. Hopefully they'll get posted. But, yeah, you, like you said, you know, it's so unique of how this song generated itself with that hard, fast, unique style that he had as a guitarist. You know, one of the tributes I was listening to this week, I, one of the commentators said that Eddie Van Halen was ranked as the number eight all-time guitarist. And I thought to myself, who in the hell is above him? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a B.B. King, I would think. Eric Clapton, I'm uh, sure. Jimmy Page. Stevie Ray Vaughan is one so. that I would but I, could, I just, I, I don't know. I, and I thought a real nice tribute was from Jimmy Page. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, Chase, Jimmy Page said, rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen. The real deal. Mm-hmm. Now, what a wonderful tribute that is. Rock and roll, man. Mm. I want you to listen to the beginning of this next one. It's just the one that I am bringing. Which this is, and the cradle will rock. Do you know what that sound is at the beginning? It's guitar, isn't it? Is it? Uh, I know what inspired it. I don't know if it is the sound. That is the first time Eddie Van Halen ever played a keyboard. In a song, ah. with, oh. was it with a beer can? No, he played it. He played. Okay. He, he, so what he did, he played it through a. Uh, it's a Wurlitzer keyboard, and he played it through a Marshall Plexi amplifier, and he changed the flange on it and did some things to make that sound. I thought for sure it was always the guitar. That's interesting. Yeah. What I had heard about that is that he had they had played with a a, a beer bottle and just kind of hit on the hit on the keys was what inspired that they might have that might have inspired them drinking the beer out of the beer bottle <laughs> he, he, he said that i read an article on vanhalen.com 
and it was guitar-like and contributed to the song's haunting vibe. Still, Eddie received blowback from some of his bandmates. He says they didn't want a guitar hero playing keyboards, and that kind of ties in with why they didn't want Jump. Yeah. They just they wanted him playing guitar. And Jump was one of their top sellers. I'm not a fan of the song, but yeah, I understand why he did that, because it, it, that was sort of the way everything was kind of moving. I mean, uh, yeah. once again, we go back to Rush. Rush before was not a it was just a three you know trio bass and everything else and they brought in synthesizers and here's van halen and bring it in listen to that this and this is what the the best line of the whole thing right you know what it, it, it will always resonate with me there you go and the question is have you seen junior's <laughs> and then that, and then that massive sound comes back Ooh. in again. Yeah. I've always I thought it was the guitar being uh-huh. played somehow. Yeah. He said that uh, Al and I jammed on the basic riff for "And the Cradle Will Rock" two hours a day for two straight weeks. We didn't really know what to do with it, but we were having fun because it just sounded so wicked. Then out of nowhere, the chorus came to us, and it was finished. Yeah, wow. I mean, so. This song was almost a warning to me being in uh, high school and just mm. thinking, you know, do the right thing. Mm. Don't go down the wrong path, you know. He's unemployed. His folks aren't overjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Junior's grades? I mean, it was like. Living in a basement. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I want to do that. But this was certainly a, um, a signature of, of my life and so many people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what, Rob, you and I were talking off, off, off the air and how Women and Children First, if you haven't listened to that album recently, go listen to it again. Yeah. It is phenomenal. Listen to anything Van Halen. Oh, yeah. What a great musician. What a great guitarist. What a great band. Yes. I mean, Eddie Van probably Halen. the ultimate American band, ultimate American rest in, guitarist. Rest in peace, brother. Eddie, rest in peace. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>